the other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. The situation with our city's jail system is a mess. I will be the first to admit that. I've covered that probably more than anyone on the radio. An officer at Rikers Island was suspended after the most recent death of a person in custody. This is part of a rising death toll that has now prompted New York Attorney General Letitia James to join calls for a takeover of the city's troubled jail system. Let me briefly tell you what happened with this gentleman, Manish Kunwar, a 27-year-old who suffered from mental health issues. He died in a mental observation unit on October 5th at Rikers, and he was the ninth person to die in Department of Correction custody this year. And in a report on Kunwar's death sent on October 13th to the New York City Board of Correction, the city jail's oversight agency, investigators for the board said there was no suicide prevention expert working the night Kunwar died. The attorney general's call, which she detailed in a letter on Friday, and the recent death report are part of this steadily growing call from multiple layers of government to wrest control of Rikers Island from the city and hand it over to an independent third party. I have to tell you, I know that we need to fix New York City's jail system. A federal takeover is not the answer. A federal receivership is not the answer. If this jail system goes into receivership, there's no stopping them. The receiver is accountable to no one except the judge that appoints him or her. And they can spend whatever kind of money they want. They can fire whatever kind of people they want, hire whatever kind of people they want. And there's no accountability to the voters. What we as voters should do is say to Mayor Adams, look, unless you get the jail system under control with a commissioner that knows what he's doing and some systemic reforms, we're going to throw you out. That's the power that we as the voters have. Empowering someone that's not elected or accountable to anyone is not the solution at all. Also, I'm wondering if Tish James can look at the terrible job that the federal government is running the Bureau of Prisons, is doing running the Bureau of Prisons. Take a look at Jeffrey Epstein. Take a look at Whitey Bulger. Take a look at Larry Nasser. Take a look at Derek Chauvin. Is this any kind of way to run a prison system? And yet, Tish James is suggesting this is precisely the entity that should decide who runs New York City jail system. No. Fix it, but control it by New York City. Don't hand over the control to a federal receiver. Bad idea. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Thanks for listening. Very sad situation over the weekend as a 39-year-old man was killed and six other people were injured when a fire ripped through a NYCHA apartment building in the Bronx on Sunday. Hiram Barrero Echevera died in the blaze that erupted around 7 p.m. in his apartment 
on the 10th floor of the 14-story building within NYCHA's Bronx River Houses, which is between East 174th Street and the Cross Bronx Expressway. What do you think caused this fire? Yep, you guessed it. Once again, this was a fire sparked by an e-bike battery. This fire sparked by the e-bike battery that was found at the scene and the flames sparked by the lithium-ion battery, which is a highly explosive device that's used to power these devices, has been confirmed by the FDNY. Of those hurt in the inferno, two suffered serious but non-life-threatening injuries, thankfully. I don't know how many times we need to see this. This gentleman is the 18th person to die so far this year in 253 citywide fires sparked by these dangerous devices. These devices are ticking time bombs. There have been a total of 133 injuries that have been reported so far due to these types of fires. How many people need to die? How many people need to get injured before the city gets serious on cracking down on these batteries? They should not be permitted. There ought to be a citywide crackdown to confiscate them wherever they are. I'm all for people being able to use whatever type of bike they want with whatever type of battery they want, unless that's going to cause a massive explosion that is going to kill me or a member of my family. These bikes are a hazard when they have these batteries in them. It needs to be stopped. There needs to be ramped up enforcement. Whether it's the fire department or Mayor Adams or the other entities, they need to put a stop to this pronto. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, it's no secret that Mayor Adams has his problems. He has a federal criminal investigation. He has his own buildings commissioner under a state indictment. He has a sexual harassment or sexual assault lawsuit that he's got to deal with. And on top of that, there are still a lot of very real policy problems that nobody seems to have an answer for how we're going to pay for all these migrants that are still coming here to the tune of almost 2000 a week. So perhaps it's no surprise that a whole bunch of Democrats are already lining up to run for mayor, either against Adams in a primary or if there's a special election or in 2025, which is really just around the corner, if he chooses not to run for re-election. So I looked through some of the names that are being talked about in city and state did a profile of some of the candidates, not all the candidates that are being talked about or being persuaded to try and run. The ones that city and state lists are Diana Ayala, who is a member of the New York City Council, State Senator Zellner Myrie, State Senator Jessica Ramos, uh, Brooklyn Borough President Antonio Reynoso, City Controller Brad Lander, God forbid, former City Controller Scott Stringer, former Governor Andrew Cuomo. And she's not mentioned in the city and state list, but she has been mentioned elsewhere. Uh, She works for Governor Hochul now. Catherine Garcia, Previously, she was the commissioner of the Department of Sanitation, and briefly, she was also in charge of NYCHA. Of everybody that's been mentioned as a Democrat so far, I have to tell you, it is a miserable group. 
a miserable group. Not all of them are miserable people, but I don't think a single one of them, with the exception of Garcia, who actually would be a very good mayor and she's very capable, even if you disagree with her, she knows how city government works and would take it seriously and knows how to do the job, with the exception of her, each one would be an even bigger disaster, not just than Adams, but a bigger disaster than de Blasio. And that's to say nothing of Jamani Williams, who would uh, take over for 60 to 90 days while there was a special election. So I think for the sake of the city, we all have to be hoping that Eric Adams doesn't go down in this scandal. We'll see what happens. But uh, I am hoping the rumors about Catherine Garcia considering a run are true because she would be a sane and sober voice, clearly in a race that needs one. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I came to a realization yesterday. I take the bus pretty regularly. It's mostly the express bus that I take. I also take the subway pretty regularly. And almost always, I pay the fare. The only circumstances that I don't pay the fare are if there's a situation where I have less money on my Metro card than I think I have, and then I go to swipe it, and I don't have the full 650 or whatever the price of an express bus ride is now. And sometimes I'll only have $4 or $5 left on there. And I'd say nine times out of 10, the driver will say, all right, okay, it's no big deal. Go ahead. But I always pay the fare just about. Apparently, I'm part of an increasingly rare breed of New Yorkers. According to new data, as published in Crane's New York business, over 40% of MTA riders don't pay the fare. This is incredible. Fare evasion in this city has ballooned to more than 40% on city buses. This is remarkable. More than three years after the MTA resumed collecting bus fares following the pause during the pandemic, the city's network of buses is approaching a very dubious milestone, with nearly half of all citywide riders skipping the fare. In the third quarter of this year, 41.6% of bus riders didn't pay the fare. That's a 7.9% spike from the same time in 2022 and a 15.6% jump compared to the same period in 2021. What am I doing? Why am I the sucker at paying the fare when no one else is? Unpaid bus fares cost the MTA $315 million in revenue last year, nearly half of the estimated $700 million in unpaid fares and tolls across the MTA's network in 2022. That's incredible. Fare evasion, according to Andrew Ryan of the Citizens Budget Commission, has more than tripled since pre-pandemic. Now, obviously, I'm being somewhat facetious. I'm still going to pay the fare because I recognize that by not paying the fare, I'm forcing everybody else to pay a little bit more. But to me, Until the MTA, in partnership with New York City Transit and law enforcement and the local prosecutors, come up with some fare, some plan to eliminate or at least severely reduce fare evasion, how can we even be talking about congestion pricing? You're letting people ride the bus for free, 41.6% of New Yorkers, and yet you're asking me to pay more for the privilege of coming to work? What a joke. Beam me up. To be continued.